0: Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Fruitful and Fearless. Jordan Sparks here alongside Lexi Sove, coming at you with another episode. Hi, guys. Hope everyone is doing well today. Um, Lexi was a plethora of
1: ice ba- breakers before <laughs> recording, so you can just pick whichever one you wanted to. Okay, okay. let's see. What about – okay, what is something you're looking forward to this summer? We'll do this summer. Okay. Um,
0: hmm, this summer. Well, a couple of things came to mind. One is kind of springish. I'm looking for Jared and I were talking last night about our – um, building a new, um, raised bed that I do herbs in. And then I'm also going to, I've never done lettuce before and I'm going to try to do lettuce. And have you seen where people like put a window on top of a raised bed so it can be like a little greenhouse where you can start your stuff early? Oh yeah. Old window on top of it. So I think we might try to do that. So I'm excited for that in the spring. And then the summer I'm excited about, um, July 24th is our, wedding anniversary and this is our 10 years so we're gonna go on a trip together just the two of us and we've not done that since we've had kids so I'm really excited about it. we've never done just like a romantic trip like that going anywhere farther than just like driving distance so
1: we've been
0: looking into um travel zoo have you ever guys have you guys ever looked at travel zoo
1: no we've always used oh now I can't remember what we've always used. Brian books them. <laughs> yeah,
0: okay. Well, we usually do Priceline and stuff like that. But, um, so Travel yep. Zoo is something that you can get like cruises super cheap. And, oh, cool. Yeah. And, um, like all-inclusive resorts really cheap. So it, but you have to just kind of like pick from what they have. So yeah, he's been looking at that for a little while and just kind of scoping it out. And we're gonna go on some kind of
1: a little trip for our ten-year wedding anniversary. So I'm really that is about so that. fun! Oh my goodness! Yeah. So that's what I'm super excited about. Um, hold on one second. I've got a visitor. Sorry. Okay. All right, guys. Sorry for the
0: splicing. Lexi, what are you excited for for this summer?
1: Um, probably. My garden. Same exact thing, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I just ordered my seeds yesterday, so Ooh. I'm so excited to just you, start trying. Who did you order yours from? Um, Baker Creek. Oh, okay. okay so yep. 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 What are you planting? Um, let's see. I've got a, I think the biggest variety of what I picked was beans, actually, <laughs> which sounds funny. Okay. Um, but just because it's like the only protein you can really grow So I got a wide variety of beans, and then we really like cabbage. Um, I got some. I love red Russian kale. Just a few tomatoes. I don't do tons of tomatoes. Brian's not Mm -hmm. a huge fan. Tomatoes and then pickles. I think. Mm -hmm. I think I know there's other stuff. I'm just forgetting. But I'm mostly excited to try the different varieties of beans, and I love fresh cabbage so much.
0: I do too. Have you done that? It's in the Prairie Cookbook. The Cabbage that's like you just cut slices of it. I think she calls it like cabbage steaks and you bake it in the oven with Parmesan cheese on top.
1: I haven't done it with Parmesan, but I have done
0: that before. Okay, it yes. looks awesome. I haven't tried it, but it looks mm-hmm. So good. Cool. Well, hopefully we'll have Killer Gardens this summer. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I loved that meme that you posted like, Grandma lived through the Great Depression because she knew how to do stuff.
1: <laughs> you know, it was so funny because I was looking through the all the different varieties of seeds and plants yesterday, and I was just thinking how boring our grocery stores are.
0: <laughs> I know. There, When you look at a catalog like that, you're like, what?
1: I never knew mm-hmm. this. Ate all the different <laughs> colors of carrots. <laughs> we have the most boring food possibly to choose from. But then when you start thinking about seed saving and just how Inexpensive it is to keep a garden once you get it started. It's pretty exciting. So <laughs> Yeah.
0: You can just keep it going. Um my mm-hmm. friend my friend Marie um one year gave me seeds for heirloom tomatoes. hmm Oh my gosh, they were so good. And like the best, the best tasting and most interesting looking tomatoes I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. They're like purpley. Yeah. Do you right? remember
1: what kind they were?
0: No, I don't. I could ask her. I could okay. Put that in the show notes, perhaps, if anyone's interested in what kind of alien. But they were like purple <laughs> and red. And I remember thinking, like, are these ripe? And then I picked one one day, and I was like, oh, this is what they're supposed to look like. But I just never mm-hmm. seen any that looked so like purpley. They were awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um. And I mean, there's purple green beans. That's funny. Beans, all kinds of cool um stuff Mm -hmm. yeah I'm excited for gardening this year and um just going more with our raised beds Jared's gonna make me one that's like a little bit lower this year the one that he made last year was probably like two feet high this one's gonna be like a lower Mm -hmm. one so I'm excited oh okay yeah I think I talked about in the last episode I'm gonna try to dry the herbs this year too yeah
1: we'll see how that get it you should get we talked about dehydrators, did not we yeah yeah I okay yeah that. that's why
0: I forget I forget what we talked about on here and what I we know talked about in life <laughs> and which also segues nicely because we're about to record an episode, guys that we recorded once before but that we had to delete <laughs> for technical difficulties yeah. so um who knows what this will be like because we may be kind of confused of like did I already say that or did say that? <laughs> and this is actually the third time that I've taken notes on this because I lost my notes. oh my
1: gosh oh wow <laughs>
0: So, who knows what this would be like. So, anyway, today we are going to talk about the love of place. And in ministry, there can often be times where you go through a change of location, whether it be expected or unexpected, or um, or an unexpected staying of location at times that can also be mm, uh, mm-hmm. difficult. And um, with the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, we talk primarily to ministry families, but um, like we say all the time a lot of this stuff is applicable to all Christian families So um, if I say ministry flame families and you're not a ministry family, feel free to just replace whatever your family um, vocation is so Today we're going to talk about um, God's sovereignty and where we live and just kind of trying to cultivate a love for where he has us. So Anyways, um the first scripture that I wanted to read is Acts seventeen twenty six, and this is one that I had shared with Lexi um, a while back, and it's I just I like the scripture because it um, it talks about God determining where we live and even the mm. boundary lines of our property, which is cool and mm-hmm. detailed, and I love that so Acts 17, seventeen twenty six and it says, "And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place, that they mm-hmm. should seek God and perhaps feel their way towards him and find him mm-hmm. um, so I just I like it that it says in there that like even in the places that we live that we can be sure um, knowing that God has Basically, plotted out our land.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We live
0: on. Yeah. Determined our homes and where we live and when we are going to live. Um, And so we can feel secure in a sovereignty in that. Mm. Basically, um, to not like where you're placed is to subtly war against God and his sovereignty in your life. Mm. So I think it's important just to see that for what it is and to not allow yourself to sink into. Um, it being okay to be dissatisfied with, mm-hmm. as you, you mm-hmm. guys, have, you guys have, um, always lived since you've been married and in the ministry, you've always been in the same general place. Haven't you, Lexi? Was yes. And that wasn't an
1: unexpected.
0: That was an unexpected. <laughs> staying day. for us. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Us too, actually. We, um, we've always been in Southern Illinois together. So, um, and there has been times that we thought that we were going to move, um, for job reasons, but then God opened other doors and kept us here. So, Mm -hmm. um, for us, it has been an unexpected staying. Um, and there has been times that I wished that God would move us elsewhere. Um, but I think in my times of wishing that God would move us elsewhere, it has been like a, um, if we weren't here, then things would be easier. Okay. Or that, or that like if we were somewhere else, then we would have this beautiful new imaginary life that I could think mm-hmm. of where everything was beautiful and the lighting was great and life was easy.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, um, so for me, just like trying to think through, okay, in those times of, um, being discontent, how was my heart not trusting God? Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and always just like bringing it back to, um, I think Nancy Wilson has a quote in, uh, learning contentment, which is an awesome book. And I would highly recommend it. If anybody has not read learning contentment, um, that how she talks about discontentment. Um, let's see. I think it's like loads of other sin grows from discontentment something like oh, that. Oh yeah. And how our discontentment is just like, um, gateway drug to lots of other sins. Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, so I I think it's important to be watchful over our hearts with our discontentment, even when it comes to where, where we're living.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Have you, have you had people in your life, like specifically ministry families or we have a lot of ministry families in our life. Um, so it's easy for me to think back through seasons that we have had friends that have struggled with where they were and like either not wanting to be where they were or wishing that God would hurry up and take him to the next season. Because really in ministry, it's like if you're in um, seminary, then that's like a mm-hmm. season of life where you're like, mm-hmm. not going to be there long-term. Um, yeah.
1: And then oh, like if yeah, you yeah. go
0: to like a interim position or um, whatever it or an internship position mm-hmm. or whatever it may be like there's in ministry, there can be a lot of like stop gaps.
1: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: um, with place. And I think it's easy to just wish that you were at the next, um, mm-hmm. or wish that you were finally at the place where you're putting down roots or whatever it may be and mm-hmm. easy to, like grow some discontentment. Have you experienced that or had people in your life that have dealt with that?
1: Um, not necessarily ministry families, just because Utah is basically an unreached people group. So we don't have a lot of people aren't passing through here for ministry opportunities. We'll just put it Mm -hmm. that way. Mm -hmm. But we do have tons of military families. So I feel like I've seen all Mm -hmm. like spectrums of military families who do it really well and military families who I wish they did it better or Mm -hmm. um, just, you know, a variety of kinds of families. So, Mm -hmm. And I think what is most common among the ones that I'm thinking back on that um, just hated being here, it was just, they were very discouraging to everyone they were around then because it was kind of like, well, you obviously don't even want to be around me if you don't be here. (laughs) But then like practically, that's what it means logically is you would rather not be here with me right now. But then also just a lack of, um, faithfulness with what they have been given because they're so looking forward to what could be in the future, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. And that's something that we want to be careful against. And that's something that I had written down is, um, you know, when we when we're saying like uh, I don't want to be here, not only are we warring suddenly against God and His sovereignty, we're also dishonoring those that are around us. Oh, absolutely, um, absolutely. <laughs> and saying I wish I would prefer to be around others. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, also I, I thought about it in terms of like our children and how whenever you're a, a high school student, it's easy, or it was for me. I don't know why, but, and I don't know if this is true, like across the board, but for me in high school, it was like, I want to get out of here. I want to go mm-hmm. here there. Absolutely. You can <laughs> go other places. Um, and I want to be cautious with my life and like bringing up my kids that I don't ever like put in them a sense that they shouldn't be content wherever they are. Um and actually on the contrary, I hope I hope to um I hope to actually help them to see God's sovereignty and um and to like help them rest in that and to pursue contentment wherever yeah. it has them and honestly like more than just being mm-hmm. content, like be joyful in where God has you and super excited about it. So um so I, I I have said before, um, actually I think I said it on the one we deleted. I never want my kids to hear come out of my m- mouth. I hate it here or
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: or anything along those lines. Um, yeah, because I don't want that to be an paradigm that they even have handles for.
1: Um, mm. Wow, that's a really good
0: point. <laughs> yeah, I don't want <laughs> I don't want them to even like have the concept of someone hating <laughs> where they live. And so, um, and then also along those lines, like we have so much to be grateful for where we live. And, and this is true mm-hmm. of like, everyone, not just the family. Like We have so much to be thankful for that I want to be continually pointing that out to them constantly mm-hmm. to where they feel like mm-hmm. we are so blessed by the Lord, um, yeah. wherever we are and whatever we have, we are so blessed by the Lord that I would never talk against it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, especially with kids. I mean, they feed off of what they see us doing so easily. Yeah. So easily.
0: Uh, Okay, so if we see God's hand in where we are and his sovereignty in placing us there, and if we see the danger in our discontentment um, and all the sin that can grow from discontentment, um, I thought of a few ways that we can try to cultivate a love for where we are to like war against any discontentment or dissatisfaction and pursue a complete trust in the Lord, satisfaction in him, um, peace and trust in where he has us and a joy in the place that he has put us. So Mm -hmm. I have a few things that I wrote down. Feel free to jump in at any time. Mm -hmm. But um, the first one I put was just a love and trust in God, our father, knowing that he is fathering us well that we can trust him with um, knowing more than we know that his ways are higher than ours. And like it says in Job, like, who are we to talk back to God? Um. Um, So (laughs) knowing like God is infinitely more wise than we are. So even whenever we um, say things like, I hate it here. I wish I was somewhere else, blah, blah, blah. We're basically like saying, God, I kind of feel like I'm smarter than you in this. And I wish that you would do what my little pea-sized brain that you created <laughs> mm-hmm. would thinks that we should do. And it's so silly when you, like, break it down in those terms. And Christian woman, hopefully, you would see that as well. Um, that any time that we distrust God and his sovereignty, when we think back about, like, who we're distrusting, um, we should, like, laugh <laughs> at ourselves and be like, okay, come on now.
1: So step one, trust that that reminds me of a, that reminds me of Elizabeth Elliot quote. I think she says, um, we must learn to trust the hands that were pierced for us, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, if he has sacrificed and laid himself down in the way that he has for us, he's going to give us what is good, wise and good. Exactly. And that we can trust him as our father, knowing
0: what's best for us. Mm Mm-hmm. Um second thing that I put was to see purpose where you are. hmm Purpose there. So if we're gonna this is the um Zach S. Wayne quote. Um if we're gonna reach the world, somebody's gotta reach XYZ, <laughs> wherever you live. If we're gonna reach the mm. world, somebody's gotta reach Ogden. If we're gonna reach the world, somebody's gotta reach Carbondale. So um you know, every inch of this earth is the Lord's, and he's put you there for a purpose. Mm-hmm. To so wherever you are, God has you there um, as part of the Great Commission mm-hmm. to, um, to have his kingdom be reigning. So that was my second thing. Like, you know,
1: it's purpose. It's interesting because I think you guys probably have an opposite experience from us in this way, where um, you guys, like, kind of live in the Bible, Bible Belt, at mm-hmm. least more than Utah. Right, But in Utah, sometimes people forget that we are actually, by definition, an unreached people group. So they just want to leave and go elsewhere and do missions elsewhere because mm, yeah. <laughs> it's not that cool to stay in America to do missions anymore. But honestly, like cultivating um, gospel evangelism in your family under your own roof is, yeah. like I think we've talked about this before, it's way more effective been sending as many people overseas as we have been sending overseas the last hundred years.
0: Yeah. What was that? Uh, I don't even remember what this was on. I feel like this may have been on Man Rampant. It was
1: on Man Rampant. How do you know what I'm going to say? Because you talked to me about it. That's why I thought of it. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, It's funny. Um, Lexi and I talk a lot,
0: guys. (laughs) So, on Main Rampant, there was a thing where, I think it was Ben Merkel that was saying, like, a thought experiment that he had. He's like, you know, what if if all the Christians from, like, I don't remember the time period that he said. Do you remember? It was, like, early
1: 1900s, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I
0: don't remember the time period. They just had
1: actual statistics, which I thought was fascinating.
0: Yeah, it was like, what if just the Christian families would have only uh reproduce themselves in Christian
1: mm-hmm.
0: discipled children.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: if we if we weren't even to try to um look elsewhere other than that. If we only would have continued on um with the, you know, two to however many children however many children God gave, you know, if we only would have reproduced ourselves in discipled children, what would happen? Which is a very interesting thought experiment.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: If we if we didn't so much try to put our efforts everywhere else, mm-hmm. but if we put our very best efforts in um, our children. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. There's, and I talked, I think, I, think I talked last time about how I really realized that um, this was a virtue to be pursuing just love of place. When I was reading Wendell Berry talking about um, like how the fruits of the spirit have to start by being, being manifested locally. Mm-hmm. And not thinking, oh, I'm going to you know, manifest the fruit of the spirit by sending these shoes to this person in the third world country, but I'm going to be a total grump to my daughter this morning. <laughs> like, right. That's not how it works. So mm-hmm. in addition to just like loving your place physically, but like loving the ministry, like you're saying, what is God doing for you where you are? Be, have your eyes open to what God is actually doing.
0: Right. Right. Yeah knowing that there are opportunities right in front of you and not missing them because Mm -hmm. you wish that you were somewhere else, which is what happens. That's what happens whenever you wish that you were somewhere else. You miss what's in front of you. And most of the time when you're dissatisfied with what you have, you're not being thankful um, for what you have. So yeah, opening your eyes. And then the third thing I put is to worship, to see Mm. the magic that is there. God's not left a square inch of his earth without beauty. So go and open your eyes and find it. Mm. And then I put the, um, Oh, Indy Wilson quote. Some people write fantasy to escape. I write, so kids will find the magic in their backyard. Mm -hmm. Um, So just creating worshipers that have their eyes open to see how insane and awesome Mm -hmm. the earth is. And I think on the episode Mm -hmm. that that we deleted, I talked about cicadas
1: Yes, you did. Okay. <laughs> I
0: was like, I hope that was that episode and I didn't talk about it in another one. That I, people think I'm just super into cicadas. <laughs> <laughs> this chick loves cicadas. <laughs> um, but no, cicadas are really cool because they can go into the earth for like se- – the, the species that we have in Southern Illinois, at least. They're underground for like seven years before they come out. And Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. And then they mm-hmm. shed their sc- – little shell, and your kids can hang it on their skin, and it's cool. (laughs) How did you learn about that? I meant to ask you last time. Um, I read it somewhere. I think in one of the books. We get little science books from the library, um, Mm -hmm. and we have an insect one that his grandma got him. So I think it was in one of those that – I can send you some pictures if you're into it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) it I think science is so fun to study as an adult because you just – kids almost – Kids almost just they don't realize how unbelievable the world is because it's all still so amazing to them, but we we've gotten bored with the world by the time you're an adult, so when you really go back and learn about things, like I just learned that there's a bat that's the size Yeah, they're like, Well, of course, Mom, but you're like, No, that that doesn't make sense. Right. There's a a bat the size of a bumblebee. What? We just learned about this a few weeks ago. Yeah, I was like, Wait, wait, how is that possible? Did you know kangaroos when they're born are the size of a pinky? Your pinky? I pinky? did know that. And then they like crawl back in and finish. In, the, in their mom's Growing. Crop. I That's know. It's so weird. Like what? <laughs> kangaroos are big. That's insane. <laughs> I know. It's kind of funny. That's so cool. Yeah, it's really fun. I love learning. I think that's been my favorite part of homeschooling is just learning oh, about wow. nature study. Oh, so fun. Yeah, and it we, is. Um,
0: emperor penguins are four feet tall. Did you know that? Because I thought a penguin was <laughs> <and> a half. <laughs> Oh, we, my gosh. This is so funny. <laughs> we were talking about penguins um, in, like, I think it was like last week, or the week before, and it was like measure your kid's height and let them know like what four feet is and let them know that's how big an emperor penguin is. Oh. That is crazy. Those are big. And also, Emperor Penguin, mm-hmm. they put the egg, okay, the mom has, lays the egg, and then the Emperor Penguin, dad, puts the egg on its feet and doesn't eat for four months as he's safe. Oh my
1: gosh. The safe. Well, they've got all that nice blubber. Yeah. Not blubber. Is it blubber? Do they have blubber? They have, they're they fatty animals. I, like I don't you know, know if they're big blubber, big though. Skin. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, but anyways, yeah, God's amazing. That's insane. I mean, I could think of all kinds of really cool sciencey animal things to make me worship
1: God. And then, well, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say like, go find some good, I mean, truly, this is what started helping me understand how cool the world is. And then being satisfied with where I am. Go find some really good, high quality nature journals to read.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or read, uh, or not read, watch the riot and the dance. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. That's yep. really cool. It's like um, planet Earth, but mm-hmm. Christian perspective. So yeah. really cool thing to watch with your kids. Ransom loves it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, oh, and then think about outer space for a second. And don't <laughs> worship God. <laughs> when you learn about how big the Earth is mm. the sun, it's going to blow your mind, people. It's going to blow your mind. Just like – read something that says earth compared to the size of the sun and you're going to like lose your mind if you don't remember that from high school because I did not. Um, <laughs> yeah. So think about how amazing God is. He made something so cool you guys and we get to be yeah. with it and he's let us live in a time where there's like Hubble telescopes. Mm-hmm. See this stuff. This is insane. Mm-hmm. That's so kind of yeah. to let us be able to look upon things that previous generations have not been able to.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's true.
0: We're so fortunate that we have so much with our eyes that we can look at and worship. So yeah, see the magic around you and create little worshipers that Mm -hmm. are, that are also seeing the magic and get super excited about it. Like let them see the joy and excitement that the Lord has given you Mm -hmm. or where he has
1: put you. What the Wendell Berry? Wendell Berry is just so good for this this whole idea. So if you do need a place to start reading on this, Wendell Berry is great, and so is um, Annie Dillard. Pilgrim at Tinker Creek comes to mind specifically. Okay, but and then Zach Eswine. Oh, he's so good.
0: Yeah. What was his? What's his? Okay, you know the. Um. The
1: it's it's, oh gosh, Sensing Jesus, but that it's been republished. Yeah. So. I haven't read The Imperfect Pastor, but I've heard that it's essentially the same thing and they don't publish sensing Jesus anymore. So it's way expensive if you want to try and buy that.
0: Anything else on the love of place and how you guys cultivate it in your family?
1: Um, I think I've just had to learn to really what is that Jim Elliott quote? Like is it Wherever you are, be all there? Yeah. Like I've had to for me, translating that as a woman has to look like Spending money on making where I am look beautiful or comfortable. Yeah. So, so, I mean that that was a really huge mindset change because I always thought, well, what's the point in hanging things? What's the point in painting things? I'm just gonna move, or it's just a short term thing. And mm-hmm. that's just not really having the mindset of like being thankful for where you are, right? And making do with what you have. I mean, if if you feel like it is an issue of making do with what you have, um, go read. Uh, Edith Schaefer mm-hmm. specifically, I think it's um the hidden art of homemaking, but just how she was when they were early married they didn't have a lot of money, how she was making furniture out of cardboard boxes and mm-hmm. and she was learning like she was learning how to be to beautify what God had given her, and mm-hmm. I think sometimes we can wonder if it's like a luxury to spend on what he's given us, but that's what he made us to do as women. he wants us to incarnate love and beauty to those around us. So it's not a, it's worth it is what I'm trying to say, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That no matter how short, short term, our job still remains. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. That's true. It doesn't matter how long you're going to be there. Like stop waiting. Yeah. You may be moving or whatever. Stop waiting. Like -hmm. find now, bless your family now. Mm -hmm. um, Go to the Goodwill and buy an old chair and a staple gun and some fabric and recover it now. Yeah. (laughs) now is the time.
1: Mhm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I just one more thought. I just read Mother carries chickens, which is a novel, but it was interesting to me because their family, their father had passed away, and so they had to move for um just kind of downsize. But there were oh, I think it was five or six kids in the family. But what was interesting to me is for the little amount of money that they were living off of the house that they moved into, they were literally not satisfied until every room was essentially remodeled in our minds. Mm-hmm. And I just, I thought that was so interesting because to me that was totally absurd for them to be living that way. But based on the time period, it makes me wonder if people were more like you're, you, they couldn't travel as much. So they understood they really had to make where they were beautiful. Does that make sense? Yeah. And they weren't so much focused on, like, um, uh, like dissatisfied in the sense of, well, we need the next bigger house. We need the next newest mm-hmm. curtains. We need all of these things. Yeah. But they were making do with what they had, but they were doing it to its fullest extent. Yeah. Well, I told you
0: we're watching Little House on the Prairie right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and then I'm also reading Little House on the Prairie with Ransom. And uh, there's a scene in there where – the prairie and they have a dirt floor and pa comes in and um ma's sweeping the dirt floor and he's like sweeping a dirt floor huh (laughs) and she's like it's the only floor i got yeah and and that that's how we should be if we have a dirt floor awesome let's sweep it to the glory of god Mm -hmm. around us let's Mm -hmm. do our very very best with what we have Mm -hmm. make the very very most with what we've been given um just to the glory of God. Like, and then like with everything we do in this life, we work for the Lord. So even if, even if we are in a place that's not what we would have chosen, chosen. So what we have an opportunity to glorify God in it. Like Mm -hmm. let it go, trust the Lord and enjoy your life. Don't waste another minute thinking I would be happier if I was somewhere else. Well, you would be happier trusting the Lord and loving and obeying him. So let it go and mm-hmm. enjoy life that the Lord has given you, been gracious to give you.
1: Sorry, another interrupter, buddy, not right now, okay? Okay, sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, what's Ari reading right now? Ari is reading Narnia and Little Men by Louisa May Alcott. Fun. Kind of like keeps one in bed and then has one for during the day, sort of yeah. a thing. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah me too actually <laughs> um
0: I Ransom and I have been reading these um Dragon Masters books mm-hmm. if he's into fantasy then he may like the Dragon Masters they're so fun they're like little
1: chapter books and they're so much fun yeah he's crazy He he's reading I mean he's read more books than our, Brian and I have already this year and he's read one book a day multiple times this year already it's just yeah it's awesome. just weird to me I'm like what the heck <laughs> they're reading on his own yet.
0: We're, Anyways. We're reading them together. Um, and mm-hmm. and he started a ledger of his books that we, oh, that's cute. we read together this year. Mm-hmm. And we've read five of those Dragon Masters books already. <laughs> that's awesome. In January. So I'm like, all right. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. can get them quick enough. We, we read one together in a day. And they're, I'm not super long. They're like little hundred page books. But um, with pictures and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. They're just fun. I bet, mean, man, I love the stage of childhood where like books are, you can't devour them. The back. bomb.
1: I yeah. know it is so cool. <laughs> it is cool. All right. Well, uh, anything
0: else to say about the love of place? Um, I don't think so. No. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. Also, um, I was going to leave a shout out on here. If anybody is, um, if anyone's husband is in need of any care, coaching, or oh even community, the Shepherd's Crook is doing cohorts right now that are the last Saturday every month until June. So if your husband needs some community or anything like that, have them reach out to Jared with the Shepherd's Crook. And as always, be looking out for the Shepherd's Crook for Wives. Lexi and I contribute articles as well as some other ladies. So check it out and have a great week, everybody. Bye.
1: Thank you so much for listening to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. This show is a part of the ministry of the Shepherd's Crook. The Shepherd's Crook exists to remind pastors of Jesus through care, coaching, resources, and events. We have also started the Shepherd's Crook for wives. Jordan and Lexi are contributing articles to the site, and you can find all the information at theshepherdscrook.co.